Well, good morning, my friends. Um, this is for Tuesday morning, and um, we're already on number 103 in all of these uh, podcasts. Some of you have been here from the beginning. God bless you. Um, that's cool. Some of you are just joining in, checking us out, and that's cool as well. There are fabulous podcasts out there. Um, uh, I challenge you to to, to grow, uh, to check out podcasts. Uh, Kesson's got a great one. Uh, Crown and Anchor. Uh, uh, Daniel Fusco. You will never go wrong with Daniel Fusco. I love that man. He is a machine. And so um, there are some tremendous um, um Podcasts out there, Ravi Zacharias, who's with Jesus now, but his ministry continues on. I love that podcast. Uh, Robert Jeffers, Jeffers uh, out of Dallas, Texas. Um, David Jeremiah, another one of my favorites. Uh, Alistair Begg, um, Truth for Life. Great, great podcast. So um, there are some tremendous ones, and I would not be offended at all if you ran away from this one and went to those. You will grow, grow, grow. And so... Um, Check into the podcasts, especially that Alistair Begg and uh, Fusco. Those two guys are, they make me crazy. They're, they, I think they live in the word uh, and have no other thing on their hearts. <laughs> and that's, that's not true. I'm sure they're very balanced, uh, but they do preach the word and I love them and listen to them regularly. Um, yesterday we talked about our, are we growing? And today I want to talk about how do we grow? And I think it's imperative that we understand that growth is uh, our responsibility. Yep, our responsibility. And it's society that wants to teach no responsibility, but it looks like we have a responsibility to grow. Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 2 and 15 and say, how do we grow, Gary? Gary, how do we grow in our relationship with Christ? Well, 2 Timothy 2.15, many of you could probably quote it. It says, uh, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. We present ourselves to God, not to our pastor, not to the world. We present ourselves to God as one who uh, approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed, who correctly handles the word of truth. It is not enough to memorize scripture. It isn't. You can memorize the scripture and you can take it completely out of context. We need to grow in in uh, our our ability to handle the right rightly handle the word of God, and that's through context. We look at the scriptures before, the scriptures after. Um, as I said before, we listen to podcasts and of men and women who are uh, people of the word of God, and we listen and we 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 study. We don't just read. We don't just do devotions. We study to show ourselves to prove. Study means effort is involved. Many of you have um, gone beyond high school and done uh, college. And and uh, Teresa, who listens once in a while, she's a nurse and working. I mean, she's constantly in school. And some of you understand the, that it takes effort and work to be good at your craft. Well, it takes effort and work to be good at rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, we listen to those who have gone before us, but we don't just trust everything that is said. Everything that I say, I pray that you'll check out in Scripture and you'll make sure. And if I need correction, please check with me and, and let me know what I did. And, and if I'm mess, messing up a scripture or if I'm taking something out of context, uh, please, please, please uh, love me enough to contact me and say, hey, Gary, what did you mean by this? Because it appears that uh, scripture really doesn't say that, uh, what, you, what you say. It is saying, I write my theology in pencil, as most of you know me say, uh, I'm constantly growing. I hope I am anyway, and I'm investing. Uh, let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 
just a page over probably in your Bible, verses 16 and 17. All scripture, say all with me, all, underline all. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. We do not like rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, but we love like that to teach. Teach me some things, Gary, but don't, don't have the scriptures. Don't share the scriptures that rebuke me. Don't share the scriptures that bring correction. Uh, be gentle. And obviously, I want to be gentle with you. And obviously, the Holy Spirit is gentle with us. But there are times when he is not. And it's because we have dug in or entrenched ourselves with something that isn't scriptural. And we're trying to justify our activity. And we're trying to justify a sinful habit or something in our lives. And saying, well, God just has to understand that. No, God does not just have to understand that if he called it sin, it's for a good reason. It's to protect you. It's to bring um, uh, uh, guardrails and boundaries around you to protect you from yourself at times. There are times I need protection from myself because I want to go this way. And I think I've thought it all through. Or I go, well, you know, it's kind of a gray area. No, I want to stay in the scripture. And if it's gray at all, I stay away from it. Or at least I should because I want to live a life that is pleasing to the Lord and living a life that is pleasing to the Lord. Listen to me, living a life that is pleasing to the Lord is always in your best interest because God is shielding and protecting us from things that will damage us and hurt us. And I've made decisions on my own that have caused great harm to me and probably great harm to others. And if I've hurt any of you in any way with my decisions, I ask that you would forgive me. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. Peter finishes this letter and he says, but grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. And what is the knowledge? It's the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And how do we do that? We study what he did. We take a look at his life. Uh, there are so many books written that people go, I want to be just like this person. I want to follow because this person was successful or this person um, made a difference or this person made an impact. Trust me, trust me, no one in the history of the world will ever have the impact that Jesus Christ has made and is still making. You want to model your life after someone, model your life after Christ. Look at Psalm 130, this is important. We grow in wisdom, but we also grow in the fear and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at this in Psalm 130. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? If you kept a record of sins, who could stand? But with you, there is forgiveness. And because of that, therefore, you are feared. You are held in high regard. You are awesome. You are honored. Because he could keep a record of sins and because he could hold it against us justly, he is a God to be feared, and yet he gave us Christ. Romans 8, verse 32 said, He did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for you and I. Isaiah 53 says he was willing to put the iniquity of you and me and everyone who has ever lived or who will ever live, he placed it all on Christ. Therefore, he put it on him, on Christ, his son. Therefore, we should be in reverence and awe. And yes, we should live in fear. Proverbs tells us that fear 
to fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And we don't like that. Proverbs chapter one, verse seven. But that fear and reverence is important to us. It is. It's not fear like he is some heavy taskmaster. He's, 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 he's not this heavy taskmaster who wants to just punish us, who looks in heaven and goes, oh, I'm just waiting for that David Larson character to sin. I'm going to punish him. He goes, no, 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 no. David Larson is my child. David Larson is my son. And yes, he makes mistakes, but the blood of Christ cleanses him from all unrighteousness. And I know David enough to know that when he makes a mistake and when he sins, he goes to the Father, he confesses his sin, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, and God cleansed, my son cleanses him, continually cleanses him from all unrighteousness. The, the accuser of the brethren, Satan, will stand before God and accuse all of us and God looks through Jesus and the act that Jesus performed on our behalf, on our behalf, um, on, on per, because of us, <laughs> on our behalf is what I'm trying to say. And on our behalf, Jesus died in our place. And that should cause us to look at God with just this awesomeness and to look at God and say, you could justly, justly keep a record of my sins. But because you do not, I see you with great reverence and awe. He is not just my buddy. He is not just the good man upstairs. He is the God who could justly hold me accountable for my sins. But he placed all of my sins on Jesus Christ. And when I recognize it and I repent and I ask for forgiveness, I become an heir and a joint heir with Christ. And I become a son of God. We're not sons of God by birth. We're sons of God through the new birth, through uh, uh, accepting what Christ has done for us on the cross. And I got a little excited there and probably messed some things up, but you know what? You can forgive me, I hope. Hebrews chapter four. Why is this such good news? Why is it such good news? that God doesn't keep a record of my sins, but places them on his son, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Why is that so important? Look at Hebrews chapter four, verse 14. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Our faith is in Christ and his finished work. Verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Verse 16, because of 14, because of 15, 16 is possible. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace and help in time of our need. Could he hold us accountable for our sins? Absolutely. He placed them on Jesus Christ. And when we have faith in Jesus Christ and we give him our lives, he cleanses us from all unrighteousness, past, present, future. Now, as I said yesterday, when we sin, because we will, when we sin, we need to go to God and we need to ask for forgiveness. And when we do, he doesn't think about it. He, he's, he doesn't say, I'll get back with you. He doesn't say, you know, that was a pretty big one. That one's going to cost you. No, nope. verse nine, 
of 1 John chapter 1 says, if we confess our sins, it's on us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, to purify us from all unrighteousness. We go to him. We ask for forgiveness. And he cleanses us. That's how we grow. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to have days where we struggle. But what do we do with that struggle? We run to the Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask for forgiveness. And he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what you're going through. But how are you going to grow? You're going to grow when you go to Christ. You ask for his forgiveness. You stay in his word. You continue in that intimate fellowship with him by keeping a short account of your sins and saying, God, forgive me of my attitude. Forgive me of my words. Forgive me of of what I'm doing and what I'm thinking of doing. And ask him to forgive you and ask him to cleanse you. And if you do, he is faithful and he is just to forgive you of all unrighteousness. And we continue to grow in the grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope some of this made sense to you this morning. I hope some of it will help you grow in your relationship with Christ. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. God bless.